Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books and Political Science End of the Year podcast. This is Heath Brown and my podcasting uh, co-host. Welcome to the New Books and Political Science End of the Year podcast. This is Heath Brown and my podcasting uh, co-host is here with me today, Lily Gorn. How are you? I'm fine, Heath. How are you? Yeah, uh, I am great. And and we've been talking a little bit about doing this end of the year podcast. Um, as important as uh, the books that we've enjoyed over the year is my enjoyment. And thanks to you for joining us as co-host. You uh, did so uh, at the beginning of 2017 um, and have done so uh, with such a, a great uh, uh, voice and pitch and interesting questions. And so thank you for, for, for becoming a part of this. I, I really have appreciated it. It's my pleasure. I just need to learn the production side of things a little bit better. <laughs> a, a, a 2018 resolution for us both uh, to improve the quality. For every podcaster's uh, uh, resolution is to improve the quality of the podcast in 2018. Uh, if we do that uh, and, and we just keep the same quality of books will be in really good shape because I know that you had a lot of good uh, conversations. I know I did, and we're going to try to share a couple of those uh, right now. So uh, why don't we get started? Um, and and let me ask you, uh, if there was a book uh, that you read and then had on the podcast uh, that either surprised you or changed your mind about something or you learned something uh, in particular from. So uh, why do you start just, uh, you know, what is that book over the 2017 year? Well, I'd probably say that there were a couple. And one of the exciting things about doing this podcast is, you know, sort of seeing new books out there and then being compelled to read them as opposed to sort of just putting them on a stack. Um, and and the novelty of engaging with the book itself and then getting to talk to the the author. And so I have a couple that that I really enjoyed that looked interesting to start with, and then, of course, turned out to be really fascinating and and amazing books. And I'd probably start with one of the ones I did over the summer, Josh Chaffetz's Congress's Constitution, which is both historical and contemporary in exploring a sort of the role of Congress um, as a as an entity. Josh goes through the construction of the original U.S. Congress and why it's constructed the way it is, and then the sort of history of the way that it has worked in the constitutional context in relation to the other branches, in particular the judiciary and the executive. It's a really well-done book. Um, I have a feeling it'll probably win a prize or two. Um, and it and it really sort of goes through in in a very nicely written way a lot of historical data that could be very dry, but Josh does not allow it to be. Um, and it really exposes um, a reader, a political scientist, to understanding this institution, especially in relationship to other institutions in the constitutional context. And that's what I found to be 
really engaging. I hope that we continue our record uh, of, of, of having books that have been on the podcast win awards. We were so successful uh, in the previous year. And I, I agree with you that that uh, Josh's book and a number of other books um, are likely uh, award winners just for, for how well they've um, they, uh, put together their argument. So, so I couldn't agree more. What's the other book? Um, the other one I was going to mention was Brittany Cooper's book, Beyond Respectability. And and Brittany was, first of all, amazing to interview because she's she's fantastic and brilliant and really a, a wonderful interviewee. Um, and also to learn about these, these African-American women who are the center of her book um, and understanding them, as she calls them, as sort of race intellectuals. Um, and, and so I didn't know much about most of these women and I learned, uh, a huge amount about these individual women in particular, but also where they were positioning themselves with regard to power, um, and politics in the United States as African Americans and as women over the course of, you know, sort of 200 year stretch. Um, and, and so I found her book enlightening engaging and and really important because it did shine a light on a whole area of sort of intellectual history about which I knew very little. Yeah, it isn't a great part of this to just talk to people who are uh, not only great writers and, and great researchers, but great conversationalists. And um, I know I enjoyed that and enjoyed that interview that you did with uh, with Brittany this, I think, was it this summer or this this, uh, this spring? I think it was this summer. Um, the year all sort of blends together when we start to look at all this. And that was great. That, another really interesting book this year. So I get to turn the tables on you, Heath. What books surprised you um, or that you learned a whole bunch of stuff from that you didn't think about before um, or that you found really engaging? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I um, have a bunch of books that that I occurred to me, and I sort of have done this year a bit of a directed reading in the religion and politics subfield. And so uh, Ruth Bronstein came on, Chris uh, Baylor came on, Daniel Bennett and Andrew Lewis all had these really interesting books around a very common theme. And so uh, for those that maybe listen more than once or twice that you may have picked up on that. But the book that I, I really wanted to talk about was the one that I learned a lot about, uh, which was David Kinder and Nathan Kalmo's book, uh, Neither Liberal Nor Conservative. Uh, it was published by University of Chicago Press. Um, and I think in this moment that we're in, uh, where there are discussions of polarization and, and asymmetrical polar polarization, uh, returning to this argument about, uh, this Phil Converse argument about ideology and how ideology forms and, and how strong it is. And, and this idea of ideological innocence, uh, I thought was so well done. Uh, the book revisits this argument and, and brings it forward to today and in, in most ways uh, reinforces that what was found then uh, still largely holds today and um, that much of the, uh, the ideological battles uh, that we see between political elites um, aren't exactly reflected in uh, Americans more generally. And so uh, that book, um, neither liberal nor conservative, um, Nathan came on uh, to represent uh, uh, the authors of the book, uh, was, I thought, a really great book and has gotten a lot of attention, and uh, rightfully so, for how much you can learn from it. So that was the book that I, that I thought um, I learned a lot from um, and wasn't necessarily surprised, but, but took a lot away from. So, so that was one for me. 
And would you recommend it to your students? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think this this is something I would recommend it to my students in part because it really does it it uh, takes on kind of the the intellectual history of an idea, and, and I think that um, that is something students can get into, even if it doesn't. You know, students might not see that initially, but to sort of track these arguments over generations and to, to see the way they played out. Um, however long ago that was, 40, 50 years ago, um, and, and to track them forward, I think is something that students can get a lot out of. And, and the book is really well written as, uh, as well. So, um, I would, I would recommend it. Um, uh, it's one that I would, I would suggest people consider for their syllabi for the, uh, spring semester. What about an enjoyable book? Not that the previous books that you mentioned weren't enjoyable, but is there a, a book or a, or an interview that you did uh, in 2017 that you just enjoyed a lot, that just um, tickled you, that made you laugh, that made you uh, uh, enjoy the, the reading of the book or the interview with the author? Well, I did have a really good time with Brian Harrison and Melissa Michelson um, on their book. Um, you, we've got to talk about, um, I need to find the exact title of it. Um, but it was the, the sort of understanding of the role that um, African, not, excuse me, that, that, uh, sort of stars and sports figures and other celebrities, um, and other important people in your community may have in changing your mind about, um, in particular, their book is about changing people's minds about homosexuality and gay marriage. Um, and, and what was interesting about the, the interview was it was also an engagement on, the discussion of the role that like political science has played or not played um, with regard to understanding some of these policy areas um, and that perhaps our discipline is perhaps a little bit late to the table um, in studying some of these issues. Um, and Brian and Melissa having them both on together was also interesting. I, I needed to figure that out as a producer. Um, <laughs> But it was it was a really good conversation about not only their research in the book, but this idea of what they referred to, Melissa in particular refers to as pracademics, um, practitioners and academics, um, and how we think about that in political science. Um, and it was something that came up again when I was talking to Claudia Lieb about her book, where again, there's sort of a discussion of sort of practical academics engaging in advocacy um, and and where that fits into our understanding of the discipline. Uh, and so I think that um, Brian and Melissa's research is important. And I also think that it kind of keeps coming up because we keep having conversations about why people's minds changed with regard to gay marriage. Um, and we just had this, you know, Supreme Court case with regard to the the Masterpiece Cake Company, um, and other areas where people's minds may or may not change. And I think that their research is really important in that regard and how we think about sort of advocacy in the academy, um, which it wasn't necessarily the thrust of their book, but is certainly a component of their research. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that uh, interview that you did. And who would have guessed at the beginning of 2017 that you could add producer to your uh, to your CV, you have now joined into the production world, and 
and think of all that you have learned and what you'll be able to do in 2018 with a producer credit. You could probably. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure I want to put that on my CV yet. <laughs> your alternative Hollywood CV, maybe you can add that to your academic CV as, as it is. Um, that's super. That, is, that was a, a great book and a, a really good conversation. And what, what did you find in your interviews this year that you found to be sort of tickling or, you know, uh, uncovering an area that you hadn't really thought about in a new way? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it may not be uh, the, the latter, but, but certainly the former, my, my good friend, my colleague, my, my, even my neighbor, uh, Anna Law's uh, book from just a couple years ago, from 2014, The Immigration Battle in American Courts. I had the chance to talk to Anna right as the earliest stages of the Trump administration's uh, moves on immigration were happening. Um, and, and her book is so timely. Um, and it's not just a book of, of contemporary analysis of immigration policy. Um, this is a real uh, history of how immigration law and immigration policy has developed um, going back uh, centuries. Um, but the timeliness timeliness of it, I think, was really due to uh, Anna's ability to take those, those ideas, those historical ideas, and make them fresh and make them relevant and make them important for uh, the debate. And I think this is apropos to your points about pracademics uh, that you just made, um, I, I think that uh, her book and her translating her book to a, a, a very important, um, very difficult uh, issue that the country is facing right now um, is very important. And uh, I know that she has written about it, not just in uh, for uh, her academic books, but also in the more popular press, I think is, is indicative um, of her interest in that, but also of the quality of the scholarship, because I don't think any of that more public engagement type writing would be possible without that foundation. Um, it's such an interesting book. Um, again, the title is The Immigration Battle in American Courts, and it was published by Cambridge University Press in 2014. I, I strongly recommend it, and I strongly recommend fi finding all of Anna's more recent writing um, about um, all of the different dimensions of what the Trump administration is doing on immigration. I think she's one of the, the leading academic voices on that topic and, and, and strongly suggest following her on Twitter and reading everything that she writes about it. So uh, that's one. And I do follow her on Twitter and I do read a lot of what she writes. So I, I second that. Um, just to put the right name together with um, Brian Harrison and Melissa Michelson's book that I was mentioning, Listen, We Need to Talk, How to Change Attitudes About LGBT Rights from Oxford University Press. And that came out this 2017 year. I think that the question and the discussion with regard to um, sort of advocacy and public scholarship is really important. And I think it's one that, um, you know, something like this podcast, which is not necessarily an advocacy podcast, but certainly one that is broadly within the discipline of political science, but it certainly allows our authors and you and I to also engage in some public scholarship with our authors. Um, and some of them are, you know, being more more engaged in terms of advocacy than others. Um, and certainly the books themselves range in terms of, you know, historical, theoretical, um, also advocacy. 
Uh, and I think it's it's a fascinating opportunity for people to listen to discussions about a whole range of topics within political science. Yeah, and there were even a couple of um, authors that came on this year who who sit more in the 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 advocacy world, um, but are writing scholarship. And so I think um, it's also nice to see that that go in both directions. Um, now, what about next year? Uh, you, I hope, are already starting to get excited. Maybe even. Uh, have your uh, between semester uh, reading list prepared, the stack of books on your bookshelf that you're now going to be able to turn to. Uh, is there I am a... staring at a stack of books. So you can give <laughs> us a, 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 a look at what is forthcoming in the field. Uh, what are you most excited about reading and, and who are you most excited about interviewing for 2018? Well, I, I have lined up just after New Year's to do a recording with Emily Knockle on her book, The Age of An Age of Risk, that came out with um, from Princeton University Press. And this is a theoretical understanding of risk in early modern Britain um, by, you know, writers like Adam Smith and John Locke. I started reading it. It's it's a wonderfully written book, and I'm very excited to speak with Emily about it. Um, I also just got hold of Saladin Ambar's American Cicero, which is about Mario Cuomo um, and sort of his time in the on the public stage. Um, I also got Aidan Smith's book, Gender, Hetero, Heteronormativity, and the American Presidency. Um, I do a lot of work myself thinking about the American Presidency and, and some degree how the power in that office is gendered. And I'm really excited to read Smith's book on that. Um, and then I'm going to be talking to Greg Lasky on his book, Untimely Democracy, that just came out from Oxford University Press. Um, and it's the politics of progress after slavery. Uh, and so I've got a big stack of books to start off the new year. What about you, Heath? I also have a, a stack of books and, and books that I'm also excited about getting. I'm very excited about Alex Hertel Fernandez's book that should be coming out uh, this spring. Uh, I have um, uh, Dave Hopkins' book in front of me right now. Um, another book that I'm very uh, excited about and excited about the interview is um, uh, to talk with Jamila Michener about her new book, Fragmented Democracy, Medicaid, Federalism, and Unequal Politics. Uh, her book, I think, is a, maybe is a January-dated uh, Cambridge University Press book. Um, given all that's going on with the uh, uh, reform of uh, uh, federal taxes um, and its relationship to the debates about Obamacare and health care and health insurance, uh, Jamila's book about Medicaid, um, which I've um, started to read and, and uh, have really enjoyed thus far, I think is going to be quite timely and important uh, for what it says about how uh, these policies are designed and their impact on people's lives uh, beyond what we, we sometimes think of, uh, beyond simply uh, the health outcomes uh, the relationship to um, democratic outcomes and political outcomes and political participation uh, is something that she focuses on and does so in such an interesting way related to such an important program. So very interested in that book and, and expect uh, to uh, be able to have that up at some point in the early 2018 uh, time period. So so that's, that's what I'm re- going to be reading over the break. Yeah, I think we, we both have our work cut out for us here. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Lily, what a great 2017. 
thank you again. I'm sure that I thank uh, you on behalf of everyone who listens to you regularly and enjoys uh, the, the in-depth uh, uh, interviews that you do. You take this so seriously and bring to it such good humor. Um, thank you. I, I've, I've been so enjoyed uh, working with you this year. Well, I appreciate you inviting me to join the the sort of stable of interviewers at the New Books Network, which is a great opportunity for people to sort of explore all kinds of topics. Um, and and also to answer my emails when I have recording snafus <laughs> that seem to happen too frequently. But <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, thank you everyone also for listening. And if you've got a new book and got a colleague with a new book, uh, send it to me or send it to Lily, send it to us. And we would love to have people on. So uh, we will talk in 2018. Sounds good. 